Good morning and welcome to all of you who are joining us on today. Those of you who are in the, the, in the room and watching online. If you're watching online right now, one thing that we like to do at the Avenue G Church of Christ is we want you to say hello, drop your name, where you're watching from, okay? Um, we'll be interacting, I'll be interacting with you because I don't want you to feel like you're alone at home or I want you guys to know that we are all in this thing together on this morning, and I'm so excited. I'm pumped up to be here this morning. How many of you are excited about being among God's people on today? Are you excited? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you know we're, going to, we're going to get together, and we're going to cheer for those, that great team called the Cowboys later on tonight. And I need us to, I need us to get excited about being with, with, with or hearing about God today. So I want that same excitement that we're going to have later on tonight. I want to feel that today because I'm, I'm excited about what God has to say to us through his word on today. Um, I want to start off by talking to you about this old advertisement, right? Back in the old days of the 90s, right? In the late 80s, the old days, right? Um, there was a Nike ad where they, they would show this great athlete. His name was Michael Jordan, right? For the young people, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever play in the NBA, right? There would be no LeBron without Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan would do these things that no other human being could do. Michael Jordan had the ability to fly, okay? Michael Jordan would take off from the free throw line and glide in the air, and he would hold the ball in one hand, and he would move it from one side of the backboard to the other, and he would do all of these spectacular things. And so as a child, I would see this commercial, and Michael Jordan would just say, hey, doom, doom, he's, he's dribbling a basketball. He does all these great things, and I'm thinking, okay, if I just get the shoes, then I can do it too. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. You see, I, w- I was lacking in height. I was lacking in coordination. Uh, I was lacking in the work ethic that Michael Jordan had, and I was never able to dunk a basketball. I was never able to, to fly in the air and palm a ball and be able to move back and forth in my hands. I was never able to do that. And shame on Nike for making me think that I could. It wasn't, it, it, I, I, it wasn't about me just going and doing it. It was a lot more to it than that. Right? I didn't have the ability to do that. I didn't have, I don't even, I still don't have the ability to dribble a basketball very well, believe it or not. But we all have the ability, and everyone is able to obey God. Everybody is able to be obedient to God. You see, what we're going to see here, we're going to start off at the end of the Sermon on the Mount today. We're going to look at the end of this, and, and I was prompted to do this by both Scott Meyer and the author of the book that we're using. But God doesn't set a standard for us to live by that we can't reach. God also doesn't force us to do the things that he's asking us to do. But he does give us the assurance that we can adopt this thing, right? He does give us the Holy Spirit to aid us in being able to obey in this thing. And most importantly, when we really look at it, what he asks for us to do is for our benefit. It's for our benefit. So our lives will go well. 
So our lives will, will be great in the land that we live in. Because that's what we're looking at this whole series. Scott mentioned it earlier. What we're looking at with this Sermon on the Mount is we're looking at a whole lot of things that God has asked us to do so that we can help to heal the land that we live in. Because guess what, y'all? Things are not that great right now. Right? But we can change things based on what we show the world and what God has shown us and asked us to do. Amen? Amen. If we would but just taste God and see. Taste God and see how good he is. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Our question today that should arise from this is, can you do this? Can you do this? Yes. Yes. The things that we're going to be talking about over the next 11, 10 weeks, yes, we can do them. I want you, if you would, turn your Bibles or look at the TV screens to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 39. It's going to be our text today. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29. And what I want to do is I want you guys uh, to join in, in reading with me. Uh, don't, don't just sit there. And, and, and if you fall asleep, um, I, I'll give you the, the brief part of the summary. We can do all the things that God uh, wants us to do. Okay. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. Can we say wise man? Now, what I asked for the people at home to do while we're watching this online, I want you to, the things that I asked them to repeat, you guys just type that in, okay? Wise man. That way we can stay awake during this thing. They will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Can we say rock? The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. Can we say foolish man? Who built his house on the sand. Sand is important. Uh, Sand is, is also annoying. We go to the beach and it's all fun and games until we get back in the car. And that sand is everywhere. And we go eat dinner and then we're crunching on things that wasn't there before, right? But the foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great, can we say great? And great was the fall of it. The Bible continues on to read, and when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowd The crowds were astonished. The crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority. Can we say authority? And not as their scribes. Let's look at this for a moment. This this text starts off with explaining two groups of people, right? There's a group of people who are considered to be wise, and then there's a group of people who are considered to be foolish. So so let's start off with the the wise people here. The Bible reads again in verse number 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them 
will be like a wise man. Now, think about this for a moment, right? Uh, He's he's saying this to them after he's gone through everything that he said, right? The Beatitudes, how to deal with with your spouse in a relationship, how to deal with your enemies, how to deal with people who don't do right by you. And he says, everybody who, who does this, who accomplishes the words, right? They will be like a wise man. They will be like somebody, now I think about wisdom. I'm thinking about you, you learn something and you take it in and then you apply it, right? You learn something, you take it in and you apply it. Now we have, we, raise your hand if you have children and you have raised children. And we know that we teach our children how to do certain things, right? When you wake up in the morning, you make up your bed. And you teach them this for 18 years and what happens to the beds? They don't get made. And why, why are you not applying this knowledge that I've given to you, right? He's saying, if you apply the things that I'm telling you about, the things that pertain right, to understanding, insight, apply this knowledge that you have gained. He said, you'll be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock, right? The rock. Now, when I look at this, I, I, I had to look at this word, and, I'm not, and, I, and whenever I looked at the dictionary, and I found this word in the Greek and looked at it, whatever, it's talking about bedrock. Now, this isn't the thing that the, this isn't the place where the Flintstones live, right? But this bedrock is what exists underneath the soil, the earth, right? This is one big solid rock, right? This is something that isn't going anywhere, bedrock, right? Some of us have heads like bedrock, it's hard. It's solid. You can't penetrate it. It's impacted. And it's everywhere. If you apply these words and you do these words, you build your house on the rock. Right? And Jesus doesn't stop there. He says the person who applies these words, who learns about it, and also obeys they start building on this solid foundation, this impacted rock that isn't going anywhere. And he says, guess what? When the rain comes, when the rivers start to rise, when the winds start beating on what you have built on, the house that has been standing on the rock, founded on the rock, it does not fall. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. When you build on this solid foundation, your house will not be shook. It will not tremble. It will not creak. Because guess what, guys? The rain is coming. The rain has come. Some of of us would call this storm that is here now COVID. Some of us would call this storm that has come into our life. Some of us say it's a bad marriage. Some of us will call it our children have begun to hurt themselves because they feel bad about who they are. We have many different storms coming in our lives, and we have to ask ourselves, what have I built my house on? What have I built my house on? Am I being wise and building on the words of Jesus? Because Jesus only shares with us what his father wants us to have and to know. Then we look at another crowd. Jesus says, these are the foolish. 
right? And as I look at this word, I look at the definition of it, and it says foolish or stupid, right? Foolish or stupid people, right? And everyone, the Bible says in 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. As I mentioned earlier, sand is an annoying substance, at least to me it is, right? I don't like when it gets in my mouth. I like walking on the sand when we go to the beach, but I don't like sand, right? I've learned throughout my time of being an athlete in high school, when they would make us go and we would run sprints, it's hard to run on sand. It's hard to walk on sand. And just imagine something that you've built up that you want to be solid and therefore you being on sand. It's going to shift. It's going to move, right? It's not going to stand. Jesus says, these folks who hear my word take in the word and don't do it and don't accomplish it and don't put it into practice and don't obey, they are like people who build their house on sand. Look at two things. I want you to look at two things here. If you'll notice, both the wise and the foolish hear God's word. Both of them do. Both hear the word of God. Both take it in. And we've all been guilty of this. I will say I have. Of hearing God's word and not putting it into practice. And not obeying God's word. I might be the only person guilty of this in this room here today. But I've, I've, I've heard what God wants me to do and I've not done it before. And I tell you, it doesn't work out well. It's okay at first. Right? You can build on sand, but what you build on sand is not going to last. And so i got to ask myself the question, what is it that is considered to be sand? Sand is small particles that used to be big rocks, but the weather came and it wore down on it, and it wore down on it, and it washed up, and it became something that was not as solid as the bedrock. And I have to ask myself, what am I building my house on that is not lasting like the word of God lasts? And I look into our time today and the storms that we're going through, and I see many different things that we have built houses on that are not going to stand in the long run. You want to know what sand is? Sand is... Is that thing that used to be big, but it's going to wear down and it's not going to hold up. Sand is the Black Lives Matter movement. It has good merit to it. There's some good things about it, but I want you to know that this is not something that God has established. It has good merit to it. You can build on it, sure enough. The Make America MAGA movement has good merit to it. There's good things about it. The Me Too movement has good things about it. You can build your house upon it, but what happens when the storm comes and when your marriage isn't doing well? How are these things going to help you in that? Is patriotism going to save your marriage? Is the Black Lives Matter movement going to help you when your child doesn't want to be the gender that they are again, or that they are right now? Is it going to help you when when their child is cutting themselves and harming themselves? 
Is it going to help you when you have enemies and people who do you wrong? Is it going to help you treat them right? You see, you can build a house on patriotism. You can build a house on Black Lives Matter. You can build a house on knowing every civil rights leader that ever existed. But I want you to know that all of these things are man-made things, man-made organizations, and they will one day fail. There have been empires before America. They've fallen. And we get into the notion of ourselves. We tell ourselves, okay, I want to live in a place that is great. I want to live in a land where I'm free. I want to be in a people group that is valued. And I have to say to you, just look at who you are as a child of God. We belong to the nation that started with the promise to Abraham. We are part of the greatest nation to ever exist. We are a part of a people that live forever, that change the lives of every person in the world. That's who we are. I, I, I didn't come here to, to not make you, or to make you comfortable this morning. I, I came to shake you up a bit. Because we, we need to be shook up just a little bit more. Because we have a mission as God's people to be more than black, to be more than white, to be more than a woman or a man or father or brother, a husband or wife. We have to be more than that. We're the salt of the earth, right? We can't be the same as the world and change the world. We have to be something more. You see, I'm learning about something, and I learned this word. The Holy Spirit that we receive when we're baptized, it gives us a superpower, y'all. Did y'all know that? It gives us the superpower of transvaluation. This word here, it means that we can reevaluate something, especially on the basis that repudiates accepted standards. That means based on where I came from, how I grew up, and how I've seen things my whole life, I can see something and say, this is how this is according to what I know and what I believe. Right? I can look at something and say, this is wrong in every fiber of my being. But the Holy Spirit allows me to say, that's my brother. They have a red MAGA hat on, and I might not accept or like the red MAGA hat, but I can understand and love them and say, they just want to live in a place that's great. And I can also look at my brother or sister who uses a Black Lives Matter hashtag and say, they just want to be cared about as people. And I can love them and see them through the lens of God. Amen. Y'all going to be louder than this when Dak throws touchdowns tonight. Jesus says, again in the text, 26 through 27, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew. Do you see how this intensifies? Do you see how this continues to grow into worse and worse things? Rain is okay. Rain will do damage over time, but over time it's going to build up into a flood. 
The rivers are going to rise. The winds are going to beat up against that structure. And I want to let you know this morning that if the structure that you have built is not on that bedrock that is the word of God, the Bible says that it won't just have a normal fall, but the fall will be great. A great fall. Not just a normal fall, but a great fall. How many of us want a great fall? Ever since I came up over the 200-pound mark, I don't want a great fall. I know when I climb up on ladders, I get scared because I know if I fall, I'm going to break something. There's too much weight behind this, right? I don't want that great fall. I don't want to experience a great fall. And Jesus puts these words before them. After he's said all the things that he said from chapter 5 through chapter 6, he's put all of these things before them and he said, listen, you can obey or you cannot obey. You can be successful with building a house on the sand, but when the rains and the storm and the floods and the wind come, it's going to have a great fall. Let's look at their response, the crowd reaction to it. Verse number 28, the Bible says, And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. The crowds were astonished at his teaching. And what this word means is to be so amazed, to be practically overwhelmed and greatly astonished. They heard what Jesus said, and they're like, what? What? This is the carpenter's son? What? He's talking to us like this. You see, we're used to hearing the scribes and see what the scribes would do. They would take God's word and then they would be careful about writing it down. And they would, they re- would recite to him and then give them a, a, a something good to go home with. But Jesus said, you heard that it used to be this way. But I say, I'm not coming like the scribes, Jesus says. I come with authority. And a lot of us, we, we don't like to be talked at, but Jesus is talking at us. Jesus is saying, get it together. Get it together or you're going to have a great fall. And Jesus isn't trying to be mean. Jesus is showing love through what he's saying to us. He's saying, he's saying to us today, listen, listen. If you live in this manner, you can weather the storms. It doesn't mean that you're going to avoid the storms. But if you live in this manner that I'm laying out through what my father has given me, you can, you can stand up. Through the storms, when your marriage is on the rocks, you can weather the storm. When your children don't know which way to go, you can weather the storm. When you lose your job based on a disease that you can't see, you can weather the storm. When you have enemies that you can't get along with, you can weather the storm with what I've given you. They're amazed at hearing these things and astonished because he was teaching them as one who had authority. So after we hear all these words, after we hear all these words, we ask ourselves the question. And you're going to be asking yourself this question every single week. Can I do this? You see, whenever I used to watch those Just Do It commercials with Michael Jordan flying through the air, It was a question of ability. I didn't have that ability. I didn't. I still don't. I can touch the net, but I can't dump. But God is a good God in that he has given us the ability 
to do the things that he has laid out to us. So it's not a question of ability. It's a question of will. Will I do it? Will I help heal the land that I love? It starts here. And this is beautiful, the relationship that we have together between the Western Hills Church of Christ and the Avenue G Church of Christ. One body, two buildings. That's what it is. One body, two buildings. I remember as a little boy coming up and doing the preacher exchanges and where we would just swap out preachers and now we're worshiping in the same room together. What will tomorrow look like? Will I do this? I believe that we can change the world, y'all. I believe that it's possible, but it's going to start within us. Each person individually, will I do what Jesus is asking me to do? That's my lesson for today. I want you to understand, I need you to know, if you're facing something right now, and I'm probably going off script, if you're facing right now something that is hard on you and there's a storm in your life, there's something beating on what you have built up, I need you to know and I need you to understand first that you're not alone. A lot of us in this room today battle with depression. A lot of us in here came into this room wanting to cry because we can't get along with our spouses at home. A lot of us have children who are troubled right now, and I need you to understand that you're not alone. God can help you through this thing. A lot of us want to make change in our life today. I want you to know that you can change today. You've heard the word of God. You have to ask yourself, do you believe it? Do I believe that this man who spoke with authority is the son of God? Am I willing to say, I don't want to live like I used to live anymore? I'm ready to change my mind about how I've been living. Are you ready to pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ? And will you be baptized for the remission of your sins? I lost my script. That's my message on today. Thank you all for being an attentive audience. Uh, appreciate you all.